All right, y'all. It's the Nonsense and Deep Thoughts Podcast. Let's get it. Kings. What a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Congratulations. It is tomorrow night. Our time. Our way. After a win for the ages in Minnesota, the New York Giants are on the way to the divisional playoffs in Philly. After their first playoff win in over 10 years, going into Minnesota and bouncing the Vikings out of the fucking playoffs. Last week, was the best feeling Giants fans have had since the Super Bowl parade 10 years ago. To sit here in the second round of the playoffs as a team nobody gave a chance in hell is a testament to the heart of this team and how a new regime led by Brian Dable has resurrected this franchise and brought us to the doorstep of a championship in year one. Daniel Jones showed up in Minnesota and buried any doubts that he was an elite franchise quarterback after he had a record-setting game that saw him lead his team to a playoff win through his legs and through the air. When the game's on the line, this entire fan base is starting to learn for themselves that we're never out of it in the hands of Danny fucking Dimes, our quarterback. To win on the road in the playoffs, it takes an entire team effort to play a mistake-free football for four quarters. This team had four wins last year. Now the entire NFL saw for themselves last week in Minnesota. If these Giants give you nothing, they're going to take what they want. And what we want is to raise another banner. And the Vikings found out first. Nobody wants it like we want it. You fucking ready? We're proud of every single Giant in that locker room for having the nuts to go into a hostile environment like Minnesota and deliver a giant-sized L in a playoff game with a roster they laughed at. Last week, the Giants cleansed 10 years of failures with this playoff win on the road. But guess what? We're just getting fucking started. Look at this team. Look at those sidelines. You think we're just happy to be here? We're the New York football Giants, and we're here for this moment. Give us everybody. We don't give a fuck. Every moment in every game has led to this game right here, right now. This Saturday, <laughs> the sixth seed of New York Giants move out of the first seed of Philadelphia Eagles in a primetime showdown with the rights to the NFC Championship on the line. Giants-Eagles for the third time with the lights on bright and the highest stakes in the history of this bitter rivalry, we're ready for it! All season, the Eagles ran over everybody in this league, but came into this postseason bruised and exposed on the stretch. You've been beating your chest about beating a Giants team at half capacity in Game 1. They could barely survive against the Giants' third stringers in the finale to keep your fucking spot! But they're number one for a reason. And this is the biggest test that the Giants have had in over a decade. But you peak, and the New York football Giants smell blood in the water. We're coming to your house to take your shot and knock you the fuck out. This Saturday, this shit comes to an end in front of the entire world. We've been bullied, 
and broken by these Eagles for too damn long. But with everything on the line, we're getting payback and busting your ass out of the playoffs. Jeffrey, get up. The second round of the playoffs starts right now. Four teams left in this conference. We're one of them. What a we video. suffered long enough. Bro, this, this dude, is he, they should have way. him talk to the Do fucking team. That? In 60 minutes. I watched this the other day. Giants not this one, one but for the last game. And I was ready to run through a fucking wall at work. For four quarters of Giants Pride. This Saturday, the Revenge Tour is coming to the shithole in Philly. Trying to shock the world all right, all right. and put your ass down. Watch it for all. Listen, no, he's bashing Philly now. Let's go. Let's go. Where's Scoob's at? You want, you want to watch this all the way through, huh? <laughs> I started it halfway through. All Got right. rid of all the highlights from the last game. All right, that's good. That that video, that video, ladies and gentlemen, is courtesy of Chuck Knox. Dude's videos are fire. Hello? I fucking sign Odell. I did it. <laughs> there you go. Removed. <laughs> but what's going on, everybody? As you can see, we are super excited about our New York football giants being in the playoffs and getting our first playoff <sighs> in the last. 10 years. As sad as Yikes. It's been a long time, homie. A long time. That is to say, uh, it's it's nice to finally have something worth cheering about again. Dude, we, we I, it felt like we started to feel like Browns fans. Dad, Allie, <laughs> Allie and Chad is hoping the Giants win too. Thank you. Thank you for being on my team this week. I appreciate that. We need all the support we can get. Dude, I'm very excited about this game too. Like it's a it's a divisional matchup in the Third divisional time. round. And like um, like you heard him say, we were half capacity the first time they played us when they blew us out. And their whole starting squad struggled hard against our fucking practice squad, basically. Yeah. And I think that's in the back of their heads for tonight, too. Don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, I, you know you know what's in the back of the Giants' head? Two years ago. Two years. Was it two or three years ago? All Philly had to do was beat Washington for the Giants to make the playoffs, and they didn't play a single fucking starter. Mm. That's in the back of their head. You know what else is in the back of their head? 2007. Last game of the year, we played the best team in the league, Patriots. Ended up beating them in the Super Bowl. True. We played the best team in the conference last game of the season this year. Stuck with them, with our practice squad. They're Philly shaking. Like they're well, they're scared. They're scared. The chat not for nothing is they're scared. Not for nothing with the Giants lately. It's been I say lately. I mean like past twenty years. Uh, it's been all or nothing when they get in the playoffs. It's it's they the either lose in the first round or they fucking go all the way. So yeah, I'm very much looking part. forward to this. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited that it's against the Eagles and we're going to Philadelphia. How amazing would it be to to just shut them down? And watch the fans just lose all hope in the first half. Yes, if if Washington they, they, the best Philly, yeah, they the they Giants played team. a clock management game, which the Giants do need to do. But I also look at it as we shut down a better receiving core last week. Philly hey. wants to say that AJ Brown, no, fucking JJ Justin Jefferson, way better than AJ Brown, way Dude, better than AJ Brown. The other I thing would, that would the Adam Thielen, I would take him over uh, uh Devontae Smith. Yeah. Everybody's like Devontae Smith's like a number. No, he's not. 
I would take Adam Thielen right now. Those two receivers. He's good. He's not Thielen. Those two Vikings receivers are really fucking good, man. Yep. JJ and Thielen, and we did what we did against them. Like in the remember in the first half, like they were talking so much about JJ and how he just keeps catching the ball, but every time he caught the ball, he didn't go anywhere. Right. What do you have? Seven catches for like 36 yards. 37 yards. Get yep. out of here, man. That's good. Like, give up the field Absolutely. in front of you. Don't give it he up got, behind you. Who who's covering? Adoree Jackson's covering him. He got the yes. game ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and granted, and Jackson had, can do the same thing to these two receivers. He had a lot of help. Like he had a safety over top on every play, but that's teamwork. That's man. what you got to do, do with them. Yeah, the Giants had a good game plan. What and, scares uh, me is their tight end. Tight ends, oh, you know this, have killed us for twenty five fucking years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, and he did last week too. <laughs> we yeah. we covered JJ, but uh, they didn't. And then you're uh, going didn't to want to cover the tight end. top five tight end yeah. in Goddard. Like that's the spot where I think Landon Collins is going to have to play a lot of outside linebacker to cover to, to play tight end coverage. Yeah. But I'm, that's another thing, man. I'm so happy to have Landon Collins back in uh giants blue. And they, once they brought him up for that Washington game, they never looked back. They kept him up and they kept him playing and he's got the playoff experience. Yeah. The one game that we lost. The one game that we lost six years ago. years ago. Golly, man. It's just we really we really have had a, a tough ride. But dude, Daniel Jones, he's in his fourth season, just like who? When he won his first Super Bowl? That Eli? that magic man, Eli Manning, that dude. Yeah. And and he's other, got the same demeanor. Same the other, demeanor. Yeah. Calm the, on the field. Yeah. Like he shows emotion when he scores touchdowns a little more than Eli did. But other than that, dude, he's on the field, he's calm. If he gets sacked, it doesn't. You don't. It doesn't show. Yeah, he's 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 getting smarter too. You can tell that he's spending time watching film and and learning. You know, it's not just the physical side that's that's growing with him. He's he's reading the field a lot better. If his first option's not there and he sees a big opening, he takes off. Man, a lot of it that's does not take, the system. It's definitely yeah. the coaches. This don't forget. This is his third or fourth system in four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dayball's done such a great job. Like he's playing to all the players' strengths. Well, that Kafka. I wish Kafka. I think that's our offensive coordinator's name. Is it? People want him for head coach. Like a lot of teams want. Oh, yeah. Him. Well, people are talking about taking Martindale away too. Wink. He's a, Wink. He is. Like a lifer defensive yeah, coordinator. I was gonna say I did read that earlier today that Wink Martindale loves it in New York. He thinks it's the greatest city in the world and loves he's he reminds me a lot of that old uh Steelers defensive coordinator. All those great defenses he put, but he never left. He's he stayed at the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. Can't remember for the life of me what his name was. But yeah, that that's that's what Wink reminds me of. Like he's he's a defensive coordinator through and through. <laughs> he's he's blitz happy, man, but it's been working. Yeah, his his percentage of blitzes is, is it cost us the first game against Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, but even then we were only we only lost that game 27-24. Right, that but it cost us for the simple fact that we blitzed on a third and nine that hit Justin Jefferson across the middle to get into field goal range and kick that field goal. That's where it cost us. But oh my yeah. my lord, dude, it is so nice. It was nice in December to have meaningful games at the end of December. I know. Then it was nice to be in a playoff game. I'm really excited. There was a chance in. 
I had nice I have some we going to win. And I'm, now I'm going... I, I I want as much as I want them to win, it's it if they lose, it's gonna it's gonna suck for a little bit. But dude, this season has been a fucking great season and I can't wait to see what this yeah. coaching staff does. Can't be mad if they lose because it was a good year. It's still gonna suck though, because it's the Eagles. Yes, that is that's, that's the only the worst thing that's part. gonna make it suck. But I mean, I'm also proud to say I have been on the Daniel Jones bus since day one. Really? Yes. I I have been I on the Daniel remember Jones. This. I've been on the Daniel Jones bus since day one. When they drafted him, I didn't like that they drafted him so high because I didn't know who he was. And then when I watched tape and I watched interviews with Eli and Peyton because they worked with him. Who he, I was saying who he worked with. I was like, okay, I see it. And then slowly, like, everybody's putting him down through his first couple of years and making mistakes. But I, I always kept saying he is the dude. He's the dude. Because he, always, I liked how he stayed calm on the field, no matter what the hell happened. Yeah. He always stayed just, just, composed. Just like Easy E. And I just, there was just something watching him play, I think it was in the second season. Something in his eye told me this. This is the quarterback for them. This is the guy. My issue with him was that he couldn't take care of the ball for the first couple of years. That right. was my biggest issue. And last but year, he had I terrible was, I, coaches and a terrible offensive line where he had to run for his life. He didn't. He, he never learned was, how to like tuck the ball as he was. It, yeah, it was, was more problem. fumbles than it was interceptions with him. That was my big issue. He literally couldn't take care of the ball. I get that he had different systems the first couple of years, and I loved it. when they drafted him. I liked it. You know, once they explained who he was, where he was from, and who he worked with, I liked it. I did. I thought it was good, but then. You know, and I loved the fact that he had legs and he could run out of the pocket if he had to. But it was the whole taking care of the ball thing for for me. And I I tried to hold on to hope after the first two seasons. And then last year, when he had what at one point did he finish the season last year with the most turnovers from any quarterback? Or yeah, was he? Yeah, okay. So it was at that point I was like, man, if he can't take if he can't take care of the ball, that's it. Like this is this is make it or break it this year. I'm pretty sure I said that at the beginning of the year that this is a make or break year for him. Yeah. And if if he can't take care of the ball this year, then then he was done. But the more you watched him this year, you could see through each game how much better he got. And the fact that Saquon was just boosting him up from the start of the season, Saquon loves about him. how great he was. loves him. And so does Darius and, Slayton. And so in that video we watch, he threw that e word in there. Did he? He threw that e word in there. Elite. Mm-hmm. That's a scary one. Um, I, I saw. I saw I, something. I, I see it though. Good quarterbacks win games with good players surrounding them. Great players make the players around them better. Aside from Saquon, who is he throwing the ball to? Yeah, and people can see nobody Darius you've Slayton ever great. heard of before this, except for Darius Slayton, who himself he's just the ball coming on this lot. year, though. No, he came on like two years ago. Then he started to decline last yeah. year because he started to drop the ball. Like the guy they signed to be a number one receiver scored his first touchdown in two years with the Giants, the last game of this year, the last game of the season. Yeah, like 
<laughs> who who was Daniel? Who had who's Daniel Jones receivers? You have no idea who they were at the beginning of the year. They yeah. picked up a dude, their number one receiver now, Isaiah Hodgins, off the practice squad week six or seven from Buffalo. Like yeah. he's making people around him better. That's a great quarterback. That's an elite quarterback. So not many people do that. Not for nothing. But we know another quarterback who took a bunch of no-name receivers to Super Bowls and won them. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning made all of his receivers. You know, you know what the Harrison. great you know what the great thing is about not having that, you know, premier number one diva on your team at wide receiver. You can spread the ball around. You could spread the ball around and you don't have to try to focus on getting the ball to that player. Because so many times Daniel Jones first season. So so many times when you have a team that does that, when they you have a team that has a player like that and you have a young quarterback, that young quarterback and that offensive coordinator focuses on trying to get that guy the ball. They're like, hey, that's our playmaker. Let's get it to him. We have to try to get it to him. Get it to him. And then what happens? The young quarterback makes mistakes. So yeah. I think this is I think this is a positive thing for Daniel Jones to not have that guy. And the, Galladay, the I hope he improves. I hope. That's cool, Scoobs. You guys barely stopped a fucking practice squad team. You barely beat a practice squad team. What can, like y'all gotta Jared, admit that to hold yourselves? On. Hold on, Jared. Can you can you look up and see um who were the top defenses this year in the NFL? In the NFC, rather, do the NFC, because I could have swore that the Vikings D finished ahead of the Vikings. No, Eagles. the Vikings D was trash. Was Vikings it? D was trash. Yes, trash. Mm. What the hell were trash. they talking about in the game last week? Then I could have swore I heard them uh, say that this defense. They were a, they were a top five like red zone defense. Oh, red zone! I did hear them say top five. That's what stuck in my head. So. But this is the other this is the other thing I thought was funny too about the the playoffs from here on out is uh it's it's uh the 49ers against the NFC East from here on out. So Daniel Jones stats. I, I, guys, this I don't year, think he heard me on that one. This year he had five interceptions, 3200 yards. That's an that's incredible. Just five picks. That's and incredible. 15, and 15 touchdowns to no name receivers. Plus, I mean, I don't even know if it shows. I haven't even looked to see if it shows his rushing stats. It doesn't. <laughs> um, he had. Se- I think he had seven hundred and some odd yards rushing. Seven oh eight. I know yeah. that, and probably another six or seven touchdowns. All right. Let's see here. Minnesota was eleven in the NFC. All right. Yeah. So they were middle of the pack. Wait. Oh wait. This is. What is this? This is NFL. This is NFL total. Minnesota eleven. Where's where's Philly? Where's Philly on this list? Somebody point to Philly. I can't see the logo. That's your that's yards per this? game. Go to oh, yards. where's to, where's total? No, where's score? There should oh, be there's a, regular season. There's regular season. He was now we're in regular. No, that's the bottom. No, that's top. There's Philly. Okay, San Francisco yards per game. Philly. Yeah, that's yards per game for Philly. Shouldn't there be a total? I could have sworn there was that a total. That is like total because those are the best two defenses. San Francisco's the top. Points and then Philly. Game. So y'all defense ain't much better than Washington. We beat them. 
Go to now. Click on the points per game. I want to see that in uh, Philly and uh, Minnesota. That's the bottom. Click on it again. San Francisco, <laughs> Buffalo. Oh, look, Baltimore. We beat them. Okay, okay. I'll give it to them, bastards. I'll give it to them. This is a great time to remind you guys listening to the audio version of the podcast that um, we we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and uh, it is a visual. It is a visual show. We do. We do pull up stuff that you can look at. You can yeah, see Chris. the statistics we just brought up and, uh, you know, see what the hell we're referencing when we're talking out of our asses. So, yes. The key to this game is going to be who can finish drives, Chris says. Yep. That's that's facts, too. It is. And, dude, last week I got really nervous after the and first drive from the Vikings. Jaylen. When the Vikings drove down the field like that and scored, I was I was really nervous. But then we did it, and I was like, okay, it is good. Maybe we'll go shot for shot. And then our defense stepped up on that second drive. I was like, all right, let's go. Yep. But Super they, stoked. I can't wait. They really... I I feel like the Giants' offense like stepped their game up last week. Their this offensive line is going to be good. They're finally starting to mesh. They're give they're people are praising. Apparently, Andrew Thomas, our left tackle, is one of the best in the game. He, zero sacks I heard this that season, a few right? Times. He he allowed zero sacks this season. I think he's the one they were talking about. Andrew Thomas allowed zero sacks. I well, you'll have to look it up for the end of the season because I I feel like I saw that stat a few weeks ago. That's what I think. But I, I don't remember. The Eagles have not faced this defense yet this year. The Giants were always missing yep. people all year. This is true. We are fully healthy because I think Azulari is playing too. I'm a I'm a little I'm a little nervous about um God damn what's his name the rookie why am I he gave blanking? up two two sacks that's not bad two though. sacks he gave up three Thibodeau. last year I'm a little and nervous in- about Thibodeau because Thibodeau keeps going down. He got hurt twice last week. Came back That's in the okay. game. You know who Dallas twice. should be, or not He's... Dallas, Philly should be worried about? Jalen Hurts. All he, all that's got to happen is Thibodeau or Williams or Dexter Lawrence Dexter falls on Lawrence him and he lands is... on that, sh- that shoulder. Dexter He's Lawrence a... is a monster. We he probably have the best monster. set of defensive tackles combination yes. in the league. I Between Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Listen, I know I'm biased, but I think I would agree with you that that tandem, man. Oh. I mean, Phillies are good too. Phillies, they're they got a good middle of the line too. And then you got we got Thibodeau who's coming along and Azulari on the outside, and then you can throw Landon yeah. Collins on the outside of that. Oh, do you think they're gonna have Landon Collins spy Hertz? No, I think he's gonna cover Goddard. I, I just like as much as I like. Daniel Jones running wise, I think Jalen Hurts might be a tad better. Mm. He has more yards this year. Yes. Um, he's quicker and he's a little more escape- agile. Escapability he's got more of. But yeah. speed, I think Daniel Jones is faster. Daniel Jones, I think, in the last four two years seven. was the f- but he was the fastest clock quarterback going down the field in the last two years, like 23 yeah. miles an hour or something like that. How, yeah, honestly, he's, he's though, as fast as Lamar Jackson. No, like honestly, straight though, line speed. How, he's as fast as Lamar. How how crazy is it, and how awkward is it to be able to watch a Giants team that has a mobile quarterback? But After watching him, Eli does Manning, look, does he look mobile as he runs? He looks no, so awkward as he, he runs, does. but he's fast as fuck. Yeah. 
he's he's almost as awkward as Eli, but he moves better. Like it's weird, but it's nice because you right. have that option, and because you have that option now, now the defense has to you know they have to be aware of that and they have to play it like that. So you can do more. Your play action is going to work a little bit better, and your rollouts are going to scare the shit out of them. You know how many people are going to open up down the field on these rollouts? They do. That's, that's he's why accurate. he's had a, that, that good of a year. Now, yep. Yeah. He I'm is amazed he didn't have more passing Josh yards. Josh Allen. He's a he baby had 2,300 passing yards this year, right? 2,300 32. Like 32? Yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was a little less. I thought he had over 3,000 yards total. So, 4,000 sounds like a lot better. He's, I like that. He's... I haven't paid attention to statistics at all this year. People as like, you look can at tell. him. He's like a he's he's a not young. I'm gonna get back to they're it. almost the same age, but he's like Josh Allen was in like his second second year. Yeah, because he's got I, the same coaching in Dapple think- and Kafka or Kufka, whatever his name is. Like, and and Daniel Jones is big. He is. I didn't realize it. Like, I've never really paid attention to it. Was, was he six five? Six five two thirty. Yeah, like he's a big dude. I've watched a lot of Boomer and Geo this week as I came home because I don't like ESPN anymore. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, ESPN's ridiculous. So Boomer and Geo is hilarious, and you know they're a little more right leaning too. So, which is funny because they're on CBS. That's that's what we should do, dude. That's what we should do. Right-leaning sports show. There you go. I'll I'll make sure I watch more sports now. But it was like we don't they were saying everybody. Man, he he's not Josh Allen, but he's doing Josh Allen things, and he's about the same size as Josh Allen. Yeah, it's just so, it, it's exciting. It's exciting. It I could talk this whole fucking podcast about sports. We can, this and you know episode, what? I mean, could because so I about specifically just no this plan. game because I fucking. Super excited about this game, man. We we can we can talk sports this episode. I mean, it is the NFL playoffs, man. We do love sports. This this podcast is all over the place. There, there's there's no rules. We're like pirates of the podcast world. You can't tell us what the fuck to do. So, random question, but what did you think of Crowder's last video? Okay, so I never finished the whole thing, um, but I did catch the gist, and I think it's wild, man. Do do you, do you want to? Should I cover this a little bit or should I wait a little while? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I have no All clue right. what you're talking about. So, All right. So uh, Steven Crowder and his his show, Louder with Crowder, they are no longer a part of the Blaze Network. Um, they want to continue to do their mug club and their their show and all that. But they they were trying to see what direction they're going to go. So they wanted to see what company they would sign with, if they were going to sign a contract or partner with somebody or this, that, and the other. Now, like I said, Cam, I uh, I only got partway through the video. But from what I saw, uh, he was talking about the contracts that these, these companies try to make these people sign. Now, he was basically speaking on the conservative side of things, right-leaning conservative networks. He didn't name names. He didn't say who it was. But the stipulations in the contracts are absolutely ludicrous. Um, the one thing he said that stuck out to me was if if you get injured or you're sick 
and you miss a show one day. You can't put out the content that that company expects from you. They will fine you up to a million dollars. And then it's $10,000 a day after that, that you fail to produce content for them. And then they, uh, I don't know if it was the same one or a different one, or if most of them are basically the same, but they said that if you sign with them, they basically own, uh, they own your brands and they own everything that you do. Every, every platform that you create for your company is now a part of their company. They own it even if it's something that you've built up on your own mm-hmm. before signing with them, they own it all. So they can, they can do what they want with it. And they, they tell you what you can and cannot do. So that when it comes to, when it comes to a company like YouTube, doesn't matter if, if you sign with Fox, if you sign with whoever, you have to mind your P's and Q's and you can't say shit that'll get you banned because you get banned, you get fined. Uh, if you get a strike against your account, you get fined. And they can take up to, I want to say, I think I think he said it was 75%. Don't quote me because it was a few days ago that I listened. I think it was up to 75% of the earnings, according to the contract, that company could take. So he was discussing trying, or he's, he's trying to discuss whether or not he's going to go out and start his own production and his own production team. And if people would be interested in, in, uh, putting a show out underneath his platform and underneath his banner, which I would love to reach out to him, but I just don't have the following yet to do something like that. Like I, I mean, would, I would love to talk politics under fucking louder with Crowder's banner, but so <clears throat> it does sound yeah, like, why doesn't he do that? Thing. Because Pat McAfee on- did that. Honestly, that's probably and- the route he's going to take. I, I can and- almost guarantee that's what he's going to do Look in at- order to keep producing. Look at the for the brand or for the boys for the boys brand or no it's for the brand the brand for the brand that's Pat McAfee is it like he's he has a little deal with ESPN to do the college uh, game day with them he does a couple of their Monday night things because they started doing that on ESPN too it's the best thing ESPN's done in a really long time right is they bring in like the the Manning boys and they have their banter back and forth while the game's on and they're breaking down the plays and they bring people in and talk to them. It's actually pretty fucking cool. They have Pat McAfee do it and Pat McAfee will do it on the sidelines. Him and his whole crew of boys Mm -hmm. and AJ Hawk (laughs) down behind the goalpost doing the games their way. Like he he caught an extra point that went through. It landed like right here as he's commentating. It was pretty cool. But like he built that brand by himself and then yeah. signed like a five million dollar deal with FanDuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rapid Dave hopping on into chat. What is up, my man? Guys, if you have not checked out Strikeout Beer Podcast, this guy down here, Rapid Dave, he is one of the hosts of the Strikeout Beer Podcast. Make sure you give that a look and a listen. It is on Spotify. They do have videos, I believe, up on YouTube. Good, sir. I believe you're up there. They are over on Twitter as well. Y'all y'all will enjoy the show. Uh, I can guarantee you that. He's good people. So make sure you check him out. Um, let's see. So, yeah, man, if I if <laughs> if I had a bit more of a following, I would definitely reach out to Crowder. But I don't think he's interested in small fry like us. Although, I mean, we do have an in with one of uh, with one of his co-hosts. I know, right? right I mean, so you never know. Maybe like, I could. Hey. 
Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yo, Dave Landau, can you uh, talk to Crowder for me? I mean, we'd love to put on a show under his banner. Remember how fun it was on our show? Yeah. Sad to see it, but having high hopes for him. Absolutely, Cam. Absolutely. And I, I don't think, like, he's, I don't think he's done, but you can definitely hear it in his voice during that uh, video that he put out. You could, you could hear the sadness and not that, not desperation, but like he feels defeated. That's the word I would use. Like he feels but he's got such a following. He can build his own brand. He has. Yeah, of course, of course. But the, I think the biggest thing that he is upset with is, uh, he calls it the big con, like a play on conservative. Like he's, he's talking about all these conservatives, um, the politicians and the shows and the networks like Fox and talking about how they still like, they, they're not truly fighting for our freedoms. They're fighting for clicks. Like they still cater. They still cater to big tech companies. They cater to politicians. They don't want to step on toes. They don't want to, they don't want to fight. There's no true real news anymore. Yeah, they're unless you go to outside sources, which then people consider that extremists. He says they're afraid to to fight for our rights, and he's he's not wrong on that. Like you can see it when you watch these shows, when you listen to these shows. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to say the things that Steven Crowder and his crew say. A hundred percent afraid. And uh, I, Steven Crowder, if you happen to listen to this. Um, I just want to say, I have no problem saying whatever the fuck I want to say on here. I don't care who I offend. I don't care if I get a YouTube strike. I'm with you, buddy. If you need someone that's an up and comer starting to build a following, let me know. We'll do it. We got you. <laughs> let us know. Let us clip know. that. Clip that, guys. Somebody clip that over on Twitch for me, and uh, we'll we'll be sure to send that on over to Crowder. Okay. <laughs> fuck it. We'll add him on Twitter with that hell yeah cam says they're supposed to be on the same side yet they're in bed with the with the people who see us as toxic yeah yeah you you could see it in senate you could see it in congress in the house everywhere you can see they don't care they don't care to fight for the things we want them to fight for but yeah that's that's my thoughts on that that's my two cents so i'll leave it up to you justin on what direction you want to take now (laughs) So as of right now, they're not doing any like live shows. The no, fuck? they haven't been on since before Christmas. So why can't I mean it's their studio, right? Or was that no, no, it's their it's their studio. They can, but there's a lot of moving parts, right? So they're they're well if they're not under contract, they could still put out shows underneath their right. own umbrella. They, they don't have to start something right. They can, but listen, they they're not like us. They're they're big and they have employees that need to be paid. So they are True. trying to figure out a way to bring in money in order to pay them because the way they were paying them before is they were getting paid through their contract with the Blaze Network. So with that money not coming in, they don't have the funds to pay for their employees. Not that they had a whole shit ton of employees, I but wonder they had a couple of co-hosts and producers. I'm wondering now listen, I'm there's the other thing too that I didn't touch on because it's what's the word conjecture. I don't know if it's true or not, but judging by some of the things he said, 
like he, he talked about how some of the companies, they will force you to read three or four ads in your one hour show that you have to do ad reads during the show for them. And if you don't, they can find you. That sounds a lot like the Daily Wire. To me, that sounds like a lot like the Daily Wire. And it sounds to me like uh, Steven Crowder wants more freedom and doesn't want to be handcuffed because he doesn't want to do the ad reads. He hates doing ads. He hates making people listen to it. He pokes fun at it all the time. So there's a part right, of me that feels like he was talking really about think the, the Daily, Daily Wire. Wire's that big? The, the Daily, Daily Wire is huge. The Daily Wire is, is one of the biggest conservative networks, man. They really are. And they do a lot of they do a lot of reads on on air. Because I think he Jared, would make a good he would make a good fit for the Daily Wire because Shapiro don't really give a fuck what he says. He says it in a more well spoken way. Yeah. So I mean, not that Crowder's terribly spoke like bad badly spoken, but yeah. So Shapiro after that video more uh the daily wires ceo was trying to explain what had happened crowder misunderstood the terms of the deal according to boring uh the terms of the central the terms central to crowder's complaint weren't the company's underhanded way to enforce big tech rules their way with dealing with the realities of making money so if crowder who retains full editorial control over a show's production breaks youtube policy for example and a show gets demonetized then the daily wire can't make money from youtube ads or or uh from the crowder show so in other words this says here the offer was initially made when the daily wire found out that crowder was leaving a competitive a competing conservative outlet the blaze and knew he'd be a free agent so he they're saying crowder misunderstood uh but they're also in the business of making money and you know if he breaks you know the rules on youtube and gets demonetized there's no way for daily wire to make money so they would cut the percentage by 25 percent to make the money back because he's losing money for the daily wire so that's that was the whole issue and i think crowder that's what crowder was talking about like you're going to penalize people for demonetization stuff like that so when yeah. it's when it's it's very subjective if for youtube to demonetize you is just i don't like what she said so fuck you it here's the thing too if the daily wire knows anything about the crowder show they know that they've been demonetized for a long time yeah so they they put out the the statement when crowder called it a slave contract for the sum of 50 million dollars over the four years he had to work four days a week and produce 192 episodes of his daily show per year and stresses that this was the only the initial offer and they were ready to negotiate with Crowder. I mean, that that would be nice because I do like I do like um, I do like that network. And I, I think uh, yeah. the Daily Wire is great. And I think I didn't know all that about them, but I think at the end of the day, their company tries more to do more about uh the state of the world and to fight back candace owens is tied into that is a part of the daily wire yeah jeremy boring now he's the one that's in charge he owns the daily wire then you have like ben shapiro michael knowles um the hodge twins uh no they're not i don't think hodge twins are part of daily wire matt walsh matt walsh is the one that put out uh 
put out the documentary what is a woman i still want to watch that i heard it was very good but there's there's a lot of people that are a part of the daily wire and it is it is a lot of content to put out i I can only imagine but at the same time did you hear the number (laughs) 50 million over four years if you're getting paid fifty million, yeah, I, I'd assume you'd be expected to uh, to put out quite a bit of content. Yeah, but do, do you, you see he all does the fighting show going five on? Five days a week, as it is. They do, yeah, they do Monday through Thursday. All the fighting that's going on. You see, Candace Owen calling uh, uh, Stephen Crowder a bitch. No, I didn't see that. They're calling it a bitch move and stuff like that, saying Stephen Crowder thinks his viewers are so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of fighting going but on. Now, the- okay, can. Can somebody answer me this? I didn't watch the rest of the video. Cam, you seem to have watched the whole thing. Did he legitimately call out the Daily Wire itself? Because from what I understand, from what I heard, what I had already listened to, he didn't say what companies were doing this. He did not. uh, I watched it. He didn't call out any companies. And then he made another video saying, to reiterate, I did not call anybody, but I will start showing receipts if necessary. Yeah, like so they're the ones that put their name at the forefront of this. Yes, like, because they yeah. felt they felt attacked even though mm-hmm. he didn't call them out. He refused, which was a good move because he, he didn't want to stir the pot any more than he already did. And he didn't want to put a uh put you know a bad taste in anyone's mouth about the daily wire. Apparently he did. <laughs> but yeah, they it's like because they knew he was talking about them, they must have felt like everybody else knew, which I mean, come on, obviously, because I figured it out. <laughs> so if my dumbass can figure it out, I'm sure everyone else can. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, well. Well, if Candace Owens is shit calling him a bitch, I'm sure that uh, he's definitely not going to sign with the Daily Wire now. Chances are he's going to go his own route and he's going to start his own company that's going to compete with the Daily Wire. Good. I bet you it'll, it'll work out, too. Crowder, I got you, homie. I got you. Talk to Dave. Get my number. We're good to go. You got it. All right. So what? Back to sports. Are we are we on to the other topic you wanted to discuss today? Woolly mammoths. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever you want. So did you, you, man, did you, did you listen to that episode? World. No, I started to because um, I haven't really had time, man. I, I'm busy at work and. We we listen to music, not podcasts at work. So, Cam, I'm all about it. Cam, I'm all about going to work for him. Oh, see, I see. I throw earbuds in and I listen to podcasts. Man. And I threw it on the other day on the TV on Spotify. Well, in case you didn't hear, I got a promotion at work, so I got a lot more to do. So I got to pay attention, and I can't have earbuds in. I heard you told me. Isn't that fucking awesome? Okay. Yes. Um, anyway, congratulations. On with the show. Uh, so the one episode of Rogan, you said Tuesday, right? It was, from Tuesday. It was a Tuesday episode. Yep. It was he was talking to episode. a, was, what was he? A con- conservationist? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Or, His name was Den- Dennis something, right? Let me pull it up. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull it up. Go ahead. On with your but story. Somehow they got onto the topic of cloning or what did he call it? I fucking got rid of that video. Um, it's kind of D- like cloning, but it was... <laughs> yeah, D... Forrest oh Galante was his name. Forrest Galant Galante. Galante? Forrest Galant Galante. Something like that. Ooh. Um. Oh, de-extincting is what I think what it was called. 
an extinction. So they're they're cloning woolly mammoths from DNA they get they've gotten from bones and tusks and hair and whatever. And they're filling in the pieces with Asian elephants. Is it Asian? They're it's using some, Asian elephants. Yeah, a specific elephant that is more closely related to the woolly mammoth than other elephants, and they're filling in like the, the DNA holes. Jurassic Park. And the first one is set to be released or born or whatever. Okay. Born. In a park in Siberia mm -hmm. next year. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're taking the DNA of the woolly mammoths and they're implanting this into an embryo of an Asian elephant and then putting the egg inside the Asian elephant. And the elephant itself is going to give birth to birth to a woolly mammoth. That's what's going to happen. They, that's what they're saying is going to happen. If it's going to truly happen or not, we'll see. If it already it's has. Supposed to. They've been discussing because, this for years. I feel like we we mentioned it in passing on the show well, over a year the, ago. The goal, from what he was saying, because he's going to Siberia when this happens. It's it's set to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the goal in the next 10 to 20 years was 600,000 woolly mammoths. Oh, yeah, I didn't get Through the entire through. region of where they, I think it was like 196 million miles or something like that. Going to release them into the tundra. Montana. Well, the initial, Alaska, the initial project Canada, is all up there. The initial project is the tundras in Siberia. And the reason is they want to, uh, they want to address the issue with the permafrost. They want to. Yeah, it'll help. Apparently, they help global warming because yep. as they're walking, they're stomping the snow, pressing it into ice tighter, and yeah, insulating the, the ground fauna. more so it doesn't release release the release carbon into the air. And the absence of megafauna is what they're saying is really affecting global so, climate and climate change. While and while we're here, another episode of Rogan later in the week, one of the last ones I listened to. He was talking to two guys, and they were talking about the same type of shit that they were talking to that weird ass British doctor, the ancient uh, oh 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 yeah civilization yeah, yeah. guy. And they're saying that technically, right now we're in an ice age. You are considered being in an ice age when you have caps on both poles, ice caps on both poles. And that every 10,000 or so years, the poles flip because the core, our core, the Earth's core flips, which causes massive tsunamis, earthquakes, all sorts of fucked up shit. Oh, can I go down a rabbit hole with this? So what they're saying, hold, hold on, hold take on. such a long pause and then go back into it. That's like a I, I had to think. pause. It's so, like I'm done talking. Oh my god! No, you can. We're, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole. So what they're saying is this isn't global warming. This is actually the Earth doing its natural thing. So it's you got those fucking stories from both sides. It's fucking crazy. But go ahead, rabbit hole. Oh, oh, that's not a long dramatic pause again. Are you are you sure? <laughs> rabbit okay, hole, bitch. So I'd heard I'd heard this theory about the pole flip. And I remember it's not a theory, it's proven. No, okay. It's scientific. 
it's scientific, but our scientists weren't around 10,000 years ago to see it happen. So if they're just, you know, trying to figure it out to me, that's a theory. That's what a theory is. You don't see it actually just like the big bang theory. We never saw it happen. This is what we assume. Happened they're based on they're scientific seeing it happen. True North. True Science North is, is moving. Changing. Okay. True that's North good. has been moving. That, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. And I agree. I, I believe it. I do. I totally believe it. But with the pole flip now, here's my rabbit hole conspiracy theory. And since you mentioned ancient civilizations with the pole flip, we're we're talking about or we've talked about these um, mega monoliths, super monoliths, whatever they are, the big structures like the pyramids and all that and the Sphinx that were created all this time ago. And we've discussed the, the possibility that it was actually aliens that did it. What if. We actually had an advanced society on this planet that was capable of doing all this stuff. We had the technology. We had everything. And when the poles flipped, all the catastrophe that happened afterwards wiped out all civilization. And we kind of started, started from scratch again. That, I mean, then you're going back to that young, young, Dreher, young Dreheris theory. When you had the comets hit the fucking earth and, you know, the ancient civilizations mm -hmm. theory where we had civilization that was advanced and this destroyed it. And only the few, only a few people like survived and they lived as brutes for a couple thousand years until they figured out how to re-civilize. Mm -hmm. Because in the same sense. episode that said, you know... That it's not the the actual Earth that flips to, to flip the poles; it's the core. Mm -hmm. Earlier in that episode, they were talking about Atlantis. The capital city of Atlantis was laid out to be what five rings, two of water, three of land. And there's a place in Africa, and it is used in outer space to pinpoint things that is built exactly like that. Yeah. Yes, I, oh, I forget gotta, exactly where it was. You got to listen to that one. Up. Yeah, I did. I did start that one before I figured out that was not the right episode that you were telling me to listen to. Yes, that's so the one I started. That, that's what they think Atlantis is, because that's the way Socrates had explained it. I think it was Socrates or one of those well, smart people. When you start uh, getting more, when you start getting more into the science of things like this, when you start thinking about uh, the the poles shifting and all that, and uh, the, the deal with the permafrost and how that could affect our atmosphere and our climate to then to then know that there's all these scientists out there that talk about how much of an impact us as human beings are having on this and the crazy people who say that the cows are to blame for climate change and global warming because of their farts i I just don't understand how we can still think that our footprint, what we're doing right now is on such a large scale that it's affecting our planet entirely. I, I, uh, I just I do. don't buy, I just I don't do. buy, I just don't buy that what we're doing is affecting it as much as the natural course of things. Right. I just think that this is, it may be natural course it up. No, because listen, man, if you go back to our history books, man, you go you go to uh, record high temperatures, record low temperatures. A lot of our record high temperatures 
were set like a hundred years ago. It it just goes through spurts. It goes through spurts. And how much technology, how much carbon emissions did we have back then compared to today? Barely any. And I feel like it was a lot hotter back then. I just think everything's cyclical. I mean, yeah, do we affect it a little bit? I, I think probably a little bit. We might have some effect on it. Everything's hotter in cities where more people are gathered and buildings are taller and it traps the heat and this, that, and the other. I think there's a lot of things that affect it, but I don't, I don't think that forcing us to go to electric vehicles is the answer. I don't. I don't think electric vehicles are the answer to shit. I don't think no, electric, especially if you solar energy, look at the way the energy. mines are fucking being run. Yeah. There was an, Rogan had a guy on a couple weeks ago that talked about mining for whatever the fuck is in these batteries, lithium, lithium. and all of that. A lot shit. of Rogan references today. I listen to him a lot. I can like, tell. It, it, he does one all the time, so it's kind of, I mean they're long, so they keep me busy at work. But yeah, he he had a guy on that was talking about how the the people are treated in the mines and what we're doing to the fucking oh yes the earth and all that it, we're doing more that damage to the earth than with digging these mines for these fucking batteries. Than we yeah. are with the fucking gas cars. Yeah, and then and then when you listen to it, the the operators of these mines are saying that all the mining is being done with machinery and equipment when really there's ten right. to fifteen thousand people down in these mines, including yep. children. So you listen to that one. I, I started to listen to that one too. I only listen, I only get portions of these episodes because they're three hours long. Yeah, that, and I listen to a lot of stuff. And I, I always prioritize Steven Crowder, man. I always prioritize louder Crowder. That's the first See, that's one I where I to. I, I listen to a little bit Rogan. of Shapiro. I listen to I like, a little bit of Shapiro like and to, then I go to Rogan. I like to bounce all over the place and yeah. I don't know. Through his, through his podcast, I feel like I learned so much shit about a lot of different things. They proved there were a thousand kids down there as young as eight, Cam uh -huh. said. Yep. A thousand There's, kids. And they're 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 treated like slaves. They they work for a fucking dollar a day. Yep. Absolutely absurd. To, ugh, I can't. Just imagine, man. Just imagine this world. Like uh, you have tree smiths out there trying to cut down trees with battery-powered saws. Just imagine that. Yep. Imagine cutting lawns, professional lawn care. So we can lighten it up a little bit here. Well, maybe could you? It up. Could you imagine trying to charge your batteries for a job like that? All right, okay. We'll we'll go on to we'll go on to Chris's question. Can I ask your opinions on Alec Baldwin being charged with manslaughter? I hadn't heard this yet. I did not I, hear. I about think that. it was long overdue. He's he's officially been charged with manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Okay, why do you think it was long overdue? Why? Because why the fuck are you pointing a gun at somebody when it's not when you're not filming? What the fuck are you doing? Oh, it wasn't during a take. No, it wasn't during a take. Like, what the? F hey, I use an electric lawnmower. <laughs> Cam just wrote that in chat. In case you're wondering what Justin's reacting to, <clears throat> I, you killed somebody. He laughs like he laughs people using electric. <laughs> what are you? What? Why are you aiming a gun at somebody? Loaded or unloaded? That's the first I'm thing you learn as a child. 
That's the first thing you, uh, well, one of the first things I learned as a child when my, my father started teaching me about firearms and firearm safety. It's one of the first things you learn. You don't point it at someone if you don't intend to shoot. Right. Period. Like if you're, if you're defending yourself, fearing for your life, that's when you point it at a person. Um, but I don't, I never really read the whole thing. So I didn't know if it was just on set, if it was during filming, but I do have one huge question, man. Cause this, something like this happened once before with, uh, what was his name? Uh, the crow Brandon, uh, right. Brandon way fuck? different, way different. No, no, no. Way different. Listen, I understand that. Cause that was himself, right? No, 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 no. Way different because Alec Baldwin had a loaded gun. But wasn't it supposed to be a prop gun? Yes. And wasn't it supposed to have blanks? Yes. Okay, so that was going to be my question: is why it, they actually he actually and, and hit the, them with he, he actually yeah, hit he them with a bullet, bullet right? Yes. a real bullet. It wasn't a blank that some right. something broke or because that's it what was happened a real with bullet. the that's and what who, happened with the crow thing, right? No, Brandon Lee died because. The fucking power behind the air, because the gun was like right against his chest. Mm-hmm. When it was pulled, the fucking blast from the air is what killed him. Okay, it was so, yeah. so, so powerful. So that's yeah, that's where it's different. So why? My question is, how why did is a real a bullet, bullet get? How did a real bullet get in his gun? I think whoever the prop who was in charge of props should also get charged. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, unless you're doing a take where. There had to have been for them to have charged them. Cause it's it's been almost two years. Cause they would have had to they would have had to fingerprint the blanks, yeah. Or the shells, whatever. They would have had to yeah. they would have had to fingerprint them. But even even still, my whole big thing and the reason I think he should get charged is why it, prop or not. Why are you pointing a fucking gun at anybody when you're not shooting? When you're not filming. Mm-hmm. Shooting was the wrong word there, because he so was shooting. There's uh, got to be, good lord. There's got to <laughs> be. There's two options. There's two options. Either one, he had something against this person, and he knowingly did this, and thought with his fame and uh, you know plausible deniability that he could just be like, oh, man, I don't know how that happened. Oh, that's a crazy accident. Oh my God. I don't know how this happened. Or the prop manager or someone else there that could get a hold of this weapon had some kind of vendetta and it was either against him or the person he shot. My guess is it would be against him. And they tried to set him up. It's one thing or the other. And without an actual trial, without seeing evidence, without trying to figure it out, because you got it, you, the American way is innocent until proven guilty. So you got to see what kind of evidence is presented. I can't really say, hey, good for him. He fucking sucks. I can't really say that because I don't know what happened. And I don't want to crucify someone without knowing the details. So I'd like to see what exactly was found by police before casting judgment of my own. You know what I mean? Yeah, Chris says I can I can see the prop person person being charged, but not Alec unless they have proof that it was on purpose. Cam says there was a girl who was in charge of the prop. His weapons handler was charged to him. I'm reading that now. Okay. Something but, something happened where someone got a hold of that magazine. He got involuntary replaced. manslaughter. 
they replaced a blank with a real bullet. Someone did. Like, there's no way you don't know what a real bullet is. And if it really was a mistake, then then that's the fault of the state of California. See, yeah, okay. So, and he's anti anti gun, like. So maybe it was a setup. That's why I say I, I can't know. cast judgment. I don't know. I still it's think hard. he should have been charged. I think he is rightfully charged. He killed somebody involuntarily, maybe. We'll and, see. But that's why it's an involuntary manslaughter. I don't know what that carries. Hollywood is Hollywood is fucking stupid. Hollywood's stupid. The people that are a part of Hollywood are stupid. All these elites are stupid. How there's no way that even if you think it's a prop, okay? You're an actor. You think this is a prop. You think there's blanks in it because you're told that's what's in it. I feel like if you're handling it, you should either watch it being loaded with the blanks. You should know what the blanks look like compared to a Mm -hmm. regular bullet. You should know everything about what it is you're handling because at the end of the day, a gun is a tool. It's not a toy. And you need to treat it responsibly and respectfully. Like You have to have respect for it. Because so this kind with, of shit can with, happen. Anyway, with the way CGI and all that shit is, why are they even using blanks anymore? That's a good question. You know? That's a good question. I really don't know. But it is Especially a good question. Especially with people who are obviously not trained in gun safety. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a prop gun or not. A prop gun don't mean it's not fucking real, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. What makes it a prop is... You're supposed to have blanks in it. It's still a real fireable should, uh, fucking pistol. Should 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 take uh, Keanu Reeves for example. The dude knows his way around a firearm. He trained yes, with he that shit for his roles. He trained with weapons for his roles. Hundred. <laughs> That's what Cameron just said. Cameron just said, if it isn't Keanu Reeves, you CGI. Fucking a right. You know who else? Uh, you know who else you could uh, get to use the weapons? Is uh, Post Malone. You ever see videos of that dude going through a gun course? Okay. He's legit. Post okay. Legit. You trust that motherfucker with a gun around you? Post he Malone. is high, fucked up on all sorts of shit. I didn't say time. let him carry one around, but did, did, have you seen the videos of him going through no, a gun no, course? No, no, no. Like a competitive gun course. Fucking dude is legit. Jared, if you find if you find a video of Post Malone going through a gun course before the end of this, we could bring that up because... The guy can shoot. And he, he's really good, man. He's really freaking good. Cam says I would. <laughs> ah, all right. So let's get some predictions, man. Oh, do you want to talk about the other games that are going on this weekend? Like just briefly and, and give us predictions for who's going to win. We never do predictions yeah, sure. for this shit. Let's go. I'm done. All right. So you, you know the slate of games a little bit better than I do, but today is Jaguars Chiefs, right? Before the Giants. Jaguars at Chiefs. Yep. Yep. Jaguars at Chiefs. Who you got in that one? I'm not talking money lines. I'm not talking bets because I don't know shit about that. I got I got Kansas City by a lot. By a lot? By a lot. I'll take Kansas City, but I think Jaguars keep it a little closer than everyone thinks because I think they're going to be riding high from last week. I bet you they come out on fire and then uh, they get outpaced. I think they yeah. waste their energy in the first half. In the second half, they throw up a dud. I think they blew their load. They had their moment, and their moment was last week coming back from 27 nothing. I'm that was you, their moment. That was their playoff moment this year. They're gonna go into they're gonna go into halftime tied or a little ahead. They're gonna, gonna be gonna in say, the game at half. They're gonna be in the game at half and they're gonna lose it. 
Final score, 42-17. 42-17? Okay. I'll... That'll save probably this be close. Save for, that'll, save that'll probably be close. I'll say I'll say 38-21. I'll give them 38-21 because I think it's going to be like 17-14 at halftime. I think it's going to be tight. And then I think they that's it. I think that's it. So we'll skip to tomorrow. We'll do our game last. Yeah, we'll do our game last. Skip to tomorrow. The what is it? Three, three o'clock game. Two o'clock it's, game. It'll be. I think it's going to be three and six thirty tomorrow. I think that's how their schedule normally goes. Early game tomorrow is Cincinnati at Buffalo. Okay. You want me first? Mm-hmm. This I one's tough. I got you. I got I got Cincy in this one because I think I think Buffalo's tired. I think uh, I think their momentum dies off, and I think Cincinnati's on a mission to go back. I think uh, I think Cincinnati wins that one probably twenty four seventeen. I think their defense is so, going to shut down. I think their defense is going to shut down Josh Allen. Cincinnati lost three of their five starting offensive linemen in the last. Three weeks. I believe in Burroughs. This is the same matchup that got canceled <laughs> a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. because of DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling DeMar Hamlin shows up to the stadium. That place is fucking lunacy as it is. Mm-hmm. But that place is going to be wild. And they are going to ride high off of the DeMar Hamlin situation. And they are going to win 31-24. Close game. I can see it. Buffalo. I might eat crow on it. I might eat crow, but I I, I just I, lot, I feel like I, they're going to run out of energy, man. I just do. Everybody like I've out. seen has picked Cincinnati, and I don't know oh, why. Oh, really? I really? don't know why. Oh, wow. Well, I thought I'd be in the minority on that one. Nope. I don't know why. But I'm gonna ride with Buffalo. Buffalo was my pick at the beginning because of the year to win the Super Bowl. Because it's so Buffalo. I'm I'm riding with Buffalo. Okay. And the late game tomorrow. It actually Dallas brings a smile man. to my face because it is an old school playoff fucking matchup. Mm-hmm. Cowboys at the Niners. And I, I'm going I got the Niners. I my mom's a Niners fan. I cannot bring myself to pick Dallas. Dak have- Prescott. Not against that defense. That defense is too fucking good. That offense yeah. is too fucking good. Too many weapons. <laughs> and they got a rookie quarterback who was the last pick in the draft last year. Just balling out. I think San Francisco wins that little closer than I thought earlier in the week. It'll probably be another high-scoring game. 3827 Yeah. Well, I don't know. This one's a toss up for me. I as much as I hate to say it, I think Dallas is going to win. I and the reason being is I think it's going to be such a close game and I think if Dallas gets the ball last, they're going to win. And I think Not if, if it comes down to a field goal. I think if San Fran gets the ball last, I think San Fran, I don't think their rookie quarterback is going to go down the field in a two-minute drill. I just don't think so. But it, listen, it's not the regular season. It's a bigger moment. 
Huh? You think Dak is? I think Dak more against so that than this defense. Kid. Yeah. Against the best. De- no, mm-hmm. dude. Yep. Big cock Brock going to take him down the field, homie. You know, it, oh, okay, so look then, who he has to throw what? the ball to. Okay, don't get so excited. Don't get so excited, See, guy. Get out of the backfield. Who you give oh, him open space and he can upset take with it. you. But listen. So George it might Kittle, come down to this. All right, all right, calm down. Calm Ayuk, down. calm down. Debo, dude, calm mm. down. It might come down to this then. <laughs> Whoever gets the ball last loses. I don't know. Who, I I don't even. Whoever think gets the ball to... last loses because I don't think San Francisco be, wins by ten. I don't 10. Even know the rookie's name anymore, man. Like I heard it last week. I heard it the week before, and it, I just you just gone. heard it. Big cock Brock. Whatever he can make whatever ladies happy. He's not going to make his coach happy. Bro, maybe later in the I, locker room, but you never know. San Francisco, uh, San Francisco by 10. By 10? By 10. 27 24. If, Dallas. If even that close. 27 24, Dallas. Dallas was too amped up for that game Monday night. Maybe, too it's, up. maybe it's just because I want Dallas in the championship game. Because you don't want to play San Francisco. No, I don't want to play San Francisco. Because you know they're too fucking good. It's 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 because I want to be able to say that we beat Philly and Dallas on our way to the Super Bowl. I want to I want to say we beat the best team in the NFC, and that's San Francisco. Plus, I want to be able to rub it into my mom's face. (laughs) All right, all right. Now our game. On to the big one, the one that we actually the one that matters. Yeah, of course. Our New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. At the Philadelphia Buzzards. Realistically, who you got? I mean, <laughs> realistically, I think the Giants are going to win. I know bias. I get it. Call it out as you will, people. But I think the Giants are going to win. Do you want my score? I think the Giants will win too. Um, it's going to be a close game, no matter which way it goes. It's going to be close. It's not going to be 44 22. I was going to say 21-17 or 20-17. We'll go 20-17 because I see field goals in there. 24-21. It's going to be a field goal. It's yep. going to be a field goal game, one-score game. Like most most of our divisional games are, even in the regular season. It's always a one-score game. It's three to seven points. I mean, it always comes down to the final drive, win or lose. The 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 good ones, anyway. Well, the games that matter. That's what I think. It's yep. always such a good game. No matter no matter what the record is, it's always a good game. Yeah, I think it's definitely, I think it's a field goal. I think the Giants win by a yep. field goal. We are plus seven and a half. They expect yeah, Philly to beat they, us by eight points. Oh, yeah. I saw I that. Think, like, I would, I'm thinking about putting 50 bucks on the money line. Just straight up take the Giants. I don't have 50 bucks to put on, but God damn, if I Hold did. On, I'll bring up those odds. If I did, maybe I should uh, download DraftKings and 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 put like ten bucks on it. Try to win some money. It's just better than nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna give. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, buddy. But yeah, I'm excited. What are you? Uh, what are you doing food wise tonight? You doing anything special? I got, I got wing dip, fucking cooking. My daughter's making cookies. 
Hell yeah. Did your brother answer you yet? I know you said uh, you invited him over if he wants to stop by. Well, he's going to be in the area because they're doing a benefit for somebody he works with right down the road. So he's like, I don't know how late I'm going to be there. I said, well, the game's a fucking eight. Like, if you want to swing on up. So it won't be until later that I know. Yeah. Um. So I'm going over to my dad's. If he wasn't going to be up, I was going to come over to your place tonight. But I'm taking my kid over, trying to get him to watch with me. I never thought I never thought that I would have difficulty getting my kid to enjoy sports because I grew up with sports. I love sports. He got so more we, of his mother's family genes. Um, so, but we're gonna we're gonna pick up a uh, smokehouse pizza from the local pizzeria. Two guys fucking love their smokehouse pizza. We got some some chips. I'm gonna grab some drinks. My dad's getting some wings and some wing sauce. So we're gonna cook up cook up some wings. Just something light. What are you doing for the Super Bowl, my man? Because uh, we're going to head over to my pop's place for that if you want to join. It depends on who's playing. I'm supposed to work. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. So got if, you. The, if, work, if the Giants man, are in, I'm taking a personal day. There you go. No doubt about it. I I <laughs> hope that's the case. Ain't no really doubt do. about it. <laughs> I really do. So the money line is actually yeah, not as good as I thought it would be. If I put 50 on it, bring some to me, Opie. If you put what, 50, you win 150? Yeah, so the money line's only plus three hundred, which actually isn't um, Cam, oh, plus, I don't plus eight. I now. don't think Cam, I don't think I've watched that. The Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon. I don't think I've watched that. No, but I could. I have Amazon Amazon Prime up right now over there. I could Google it. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm gonna play some Apex before I fucking. All right, all right. So Jared, I think Jared found uh found a clip. Of some target practice from Post Malone, so why don't we why don't we bring that up? Uh, I'd I'd like you to see this. I'd like you to see Post Malone. Uh, oh j- yeah, I was gonna say there you go. It's cartoons for adults. I love it. Oh, she buffering. Fucking interwebs. <laughs> Never works with you when you want it to. But yeah, man, this guy, I just, some of the videos I watched of him doing this shit is wild. I didn't think he'd be that good at it. It's all right. It's all right. If it's giving you buffering issues, we'll just tell people go over to YouTube and uh, check out some videos of Post Malone running some target practice and running through some competitive drills. Because he's almost, no, he might not be as good as Keanu Reeves because that dude's the man, but he looks like he knows what he's doing, just like uh, Keanu does. So it's definitely, it's definitely a good watch if you're into Second Amendment and your gun rights and all that shit. You'll enjoy it if you like pew pews. Yeah, it looks like it's giving some problems to Jared. I can bring it up, Jared. I have it. Oh, you found it? Yeah. And mine's like almost fully loaded up. All right. Justin has permissions now, Jared. <laughs> he can pull stuff up now. He's so fancy. Watch it stop working on him, too. (laughs) 
Don't miss from that angle. <laughs> you better hit it from that close. Got him. Yeah, he might be a strange dude, guys, but he's he's actually a really good person. You got to look he up is, some more yeah. stuff. You got to look up some more stuff about Post Malone. Dude's got a good heart for sure. But guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you stopping by the show. Uh, next time we'll be on, we're going to go two weeks from today. We're going to try to go back to a later time slot because the later time slot seemed to work better for people to hop on in and join the conversation. And we really enjoy that aspect of the show. So look for us probably around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two weeks from today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the NFL playoffs this weekend and next weekend. And remember, go Giants. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Later. All right, y'all. It's the Nonsense and Deep Thoughts Podcast. 